You are now listening to the Add 10 Gallons Concrete Podcast. Wait, the answer was add 10 gallons? Add 10 gallons. My first thought was we got to put active children. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> Trucks on, on, the on the way. On the way. Yeah, okay. I've got two observations, uh, neither of which are really educated or well thought out. <laughs> which are like most of my observations are. There aren't a lot of problems on a job site that can't be solved with a sack full of biscuits. Today's episode of the Add 10 Gallons Concrete Podcast is brought to you by Actigel 208. Actigel 208 is a high-performance additive for the concrete industry that is greatly beneficial to the producer. It enables them to increase the percentage of manufactured sand by up to 100% and completely replace all the natural sand in the mix. In areas where natural sand is scarce, inconsistent, and expensive, this provides a huge benefit to any ready-mix company out there. Benefits of manufactured sand and concrete include consistent air content, improved compaction, and increased density. Now in the past, the downside of using manufactured sands was that they were hard to pump, hard to place, and hard to finish. Well, Actigel 208 solves all those issues. By improving suspension, stability, and the quality of the cement paste in the mix, Actigel overcomes the old issues with manufactured sand and leaves them behind. Let Actigel 208 improve the quality of your mix while saving money on every yard you produce. For more information, visit us at actigel.com. That's A-C-T-I-G-E-L.com. Welcome in, everybody, to this very special edition of the Add 10 Gallons Concrete Podcast. This isn't just your everyday, average, run-of-the-mill podcast where we talk about concrete with people who are smarter than us. Today, we're going to talk about quarantining in a foreign land. With that, Paul, what's going on, man? I am quarantining in a foreign land <laughs> three doors down from you and uh, just enjoyed the salad that the security guard just dropped off at my door. <laughs> right, right. Well, uh, yeah, uh, we'll get into stereotypes for this quarantining deal a little bit later, but the food has been uh, above par if I had to give it a grade. <laughs> yeah, well, we we read articles before we came here and they were showing like dudes that just had like a, a slice of white bread with a piece of cheese on it. And that was his meal. So our expectation, this, the bar was set really low <laughs> and they, they've overachieved quite a bit here. Yeah. So it may depend on where you decide to do your actual quarantining. Uh, the hotel that we're at here is, is pretty decent. Maybe it varies depending on location, but whatever, man. The uh, the residence in Montreal Airport location has, uh, has treated us well so far. Yeah. So Josh and I are headed to none of it. If you don't know where none of it is, it's the Arctic Circle, like legitimately the Arctic Circle. We're headed there, going to a gold mine. We're going to put Actigel, the presenting sponsor of our uh, podcast. We're going to put Actigel into the gold mine, see if we can't help these guys out. Uh, but in order to get there and and spend the week at the mine, the Canadian government says, hey, if you're traveling in from, from out of the country, citizen or not, you got to spend 14 days in quarantine. That's right, 14 days. So Josh and I are completing the first step of our 14-day quarantine at this residence inn, uh, which, you know, the stay here is like extra high security for these first couple of days. Yeah, we we can't do much. We are uh, essentially uh, quarantined to our room. Uh, They bring us our meals, and that's pretty much it. But 
you know, that is that is short lived because we got our negative COVID test back uh, when we got to the airport. Uh, we had to take a COVID test after we got through customs and all that stuff and asked a million questions. And I had it a lot easier than Paul did. I'll let him get into that. Um, but so the COVID test came back negative. So now we're able to go elsewhere and finish out the rest of our 14 day quarantine period. So we'll be at another hotel within the area for the next uh, 12 days. Once that's up, uh, we'll be we'll be off to the gold mine. But uh, getting through security was post apocalyptic, if if I had to give it a, a term, because you're walking through the Montreal airport, which is fairly uh, well trafficked. And you're going through the customs area and they got all these metal detectors set up and you got ropes everywhere and not one single person. Not a soul. It was it was very eerie. Yeah. The entire customs uh, come in. Uh, you know, you're used to seeing it hustling and bustling. You know, normally when you're on these flights, uh, if you're if you're coming from a good distance away, you might be on a plane with the, you know 250 other people. So you all get off, and there's three other flights that also landed just at times. So you got like a thousand people trying to get through customs, and everybody's you know nobody knows how to work the kiosk. It's always something, right? Uh, we walked in. Uh, Josh took a picture. I don't know if he put it up on social yet, but uh, there were two security guards in the middle of the entire customs formation. Not a single passenger was trying to go through. It was absolutely creepy. It was me and Josh were coming down the escalator. We were the only people there that were not hired uh, and working at that airport. <laughs> it was just me and him trying to get through. So I don't know what that says about us. <laughs> <laughs> These are crazy. <laughs> but no, I mean, you made the comment while we were there. You were like, man, there has to be 10 employees to every one passenger walking around. I mean, the airport was well-staffed for sure. And there was hardly any of us and a whole bunch of them. Yeah, well-staffed. They had the security agents. They had nurses. They had administrative people out the wazoo. And, you know, we were a little bit – the only thing that had me nervous like, coming on this trip, like I'm not I'm not concerned with the coronavirus itself. Like, you know, we're young. We're healthy. We're active. I'm vac fully vaccinated. I'm really not concerned about the coronavirus. What I was concerned about is getting into the country. The whole, like, you can or cannot enter the country wasn't dictated upon – the Canadian government's guidelines for who you are and what you're doing. Their entry requirement was, how's that border patrol agent feeling that day? So we go in, Josh and I go into two separate lines. Not that it mattered. There were 10 border agents and, you know, four people trying to come into the country. And so, so Josh goes to one person. I went to another person and my lady, I don't know what was wrong with her, but she didn't like anything I had to say. Didn't like the letter from the gold mine. Didn't like the letter from our company. I mean, she was like looking at me like I was super sus and then like X'd out my entry paper and told me to go to immigration. Yeah. And that, that's crazy because to your point, it completely depends on who you talk to because I came up to the agent with the exact same information you had. Same letter from the mine, uh, same hotel accommodations, uh, same negative COVID test that was taken on the exact same day. You know, I had all the same stuff you did and I got through there in about three minutes and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish I wish that had been me. And and look, I, I, I'm being a, a little bit dramatic in the sense of like how I was feeling. I was a little bit nervous about it. Like that's true, and everything I'm saying is absolutely true. You know, in the grand scheme, you know, it, it took me 20 extra minutes to get through. But you know, I'm no worse for wear. But I tell you, man, standing in the immigration line, and I'm looking around at the other people that are in there, and I'm like, man, I don't think this is like where I really want to be. And you have Canada's version of an ICE agent, 
is just grilling you and grilling you and grilling you in this interview, this interrogation is a better word for it. And uh, you're just like, man, I, like, I really need to get to the other side of this airport. <laughs> like, I really have something to do here and I had to, uh, to prove that. And it, it wasn't fun, but thankfully it was short lived and got through to the other side where, you know, we had to take our third COVID test of this trip so far, uh, which, you know, was its own little joy. Right, right. Well, and it's no different for us than it would be for actual Canadian nationals. I mean, we were getting on the plane, we laid over in Detroit. And when we were getting on the plane to go from Dude. Detroit to Montreal, there mm-hmm. was actual Canadian natives that weren't allowed on the flight for a reason that just kind of makes you shake your head a little bit. Uh, Paul, tell the story about that. Dude, okay, so we saw five people get turned away at the gate, and the reason they all got turned away at the gate was due to not having a COVID-19 test that proved they were negative, and the test had to be within the last 72 hours. The 72 hours prior to the departure time of the flight. All right, so like one person showed up. They didn't even know they needed a test. They were like, I'm a Canadian citizen. I thought that was only like U.S. citizens. They were like, no, it's your government, and you have to have it. So that guy was pissed. Another lady was trying to get on, but she didn't have the right kind of test, I don't think. It was hard to hear her exact thing, but I think she did, she made the mistake I almost made. I think she had an antigen test, and they were like, no, nah, you can't have a rapid test. You got to go get the PCR version. And then the craziest one was this elderly couple who were, and I, I think rightfully so, irate. Now, they weren't being as, as mean to the gate agent as, as he thought they were being, but they were pissed and they should have been pissed because they did what they were supposed to do. They got their PCR test. They got it within 72 hours of their departing flight. But what did Delta do? Delta canceled their flight and rebooked them on a flight later that day. The flight later that day, it just happened to be the one Josh and I were on. But guess what? That fell outside of the 72 hour requirement for their PCR test. And that gate agent would not let them on the plane. He said, absolutely not. Go find a hotel. Gave them the address of a place they could go get another PCR test. And these Canadian citizens had to go and stay longer in the United States of America. There was no getting onto that jet bridge. And it wasn't their fault. And they were, I mean, they were pissed and they should have been. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, and, and to put it into context, they were mad because their test was four hours older than it needed to be. And the only reason it was four hours older than it needed to be was because of nothing, nothing to do with them. It wasn't in their control. Their flight was canceled or delayed. So now they have to go get another test in which they had already received. And then they got to put themselves in a hotel at least one night, maybe two, because it takes 24 to 48 hours for this PCR test to come in. So you're not sure what flight to book initially. And then you don't know if you need a hotel room for one or two more nights. And then overall, you're delaying your trip for another, you know, two to three days on average. So it, I I can imagine, I can imagine their frustration, definitely feel their pain. Well, it would have been me. It would have been me. I would have been those people because... I went and got my test on Sunday, which was 72 hours, or really, okay, three days before the flight. And I went and got it at 12.30 p.m. And on Monday, Josh and I, you know, we were communicating, and I was like, hey, man, I got my test, and I showed him a picture of it. And he was like, hey, I don't think that's the right test. And so I went and looked, and sure enough, I had an antigen test, which is 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 allowed when you're coming to the United States. is not allowed when you're trying to get into Canada. 
And I was like, oh, my God, I'm glad you caught this. I had to run out to CVS and get a PCR test. And me and Josh were sweating bullets ahead of our fight because <laughs> we didn't have our results. And our flight was taken off the next morning. Uh, clearly, we're here. So we got our results via email like really late at night right before our flight. But if that antigen test, let's say I'd taken the right test Sunday at 1230 p.m. Well, our departing flight was 2 p.m. out of Detroit to go into Canada. My test would have been 73 and a half hours old. They would have kicked me off that flight as well. Yep, they would have kicked you off for 90 minutes. 90 minutes. How crazy is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's where we'll have to stop before I start getting political. <laughs> well, this is a special episode. Do we get to have new rules? <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's a good point. That's a good point. If I can throw politics and the uh, medical professionals under the bus. <laughs> hey, did you check in for quarantine? Uh, symptom updates on the app. I did that. Yeah, let's tell the people about the Arrive Can app. So yeah. there's cons to everything. Okay, so the one pro I can think of is the fact that when we were going from Detroit into Canada, we didn't have to fill out those papers that you show to your your border patrol agent. Whereas, like, I haven't been in contact. I haven't been to a farm. Um, I don't have goods exceeding a certain value. Here's my birthday, passport number, so on and so forth. We didn't have to do that, but we did have to download this app where we put all that information in anyway, and you know they can track you with that app. And then we have to fill out a, a short questionnaire every single day, basically check in saying, hey, I don't have a cough. I don't have a cold. I'm, I'm still okay. I'm still alive. Everything's fine. We have to do that every single day with this Arrive Can app. So we traded in the convenience of not having to fill out that paper on arrival, and uh, we traded our personal freedoms. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and traded our personal freedoms for not filling out the little piece of paper on the phone. Yeah, now they can track us wherever we go, and they do. Oh, the app says they're tracking us, and they said that it, they have the right to have a government official show up at your place of quarantine and make sure you're quarantined properly. So what's interesting about that is, like, for us, I mean, we're not Canadian citizens. We don't, you know, we don't have family here. We don't have relatives. We don't have any friends here that we can just go stay with. So we're going to be in a hotel regardless, so we're not really going anywhere. But even if you're a Canadian citizen, they're tracking you on this app. And you have to be quarantining away from your family in your own home, supposedly. You know, that's well, supposedly they're going to Canadian citizens are doing that. I, I just find that so hard to believe. But the Arrive Can app says they'll come check on you and they have the right to come check on you. Yeah, that's the that's the fine print I didn't necessarily enjoy. But we don't have a we don't have a choice. So no money. Uh, the money doesn't sleep. And if we want to go make some money at this gold mine, brother, we got to sit here in this quarantine, which is kind of creepy. The security guard in the hallway didn't stop you from bringing this microphone to me. So that's good news. They didn't see me. I was super, super sneaky, quiet. <laughs> stealth mode activated. That's it. That's it. I was stealth mode and hiding in every single door cubby, looking around, looking around the corner. <laughs> it is crazy to think that there's a security guard outside this hallway so that none of us walk outside of our rooms to go you know, feel the sunshine. <laughs> I know. I know. But yeah, like you said, man, you got to do what you got to do, especially especially now. So if you want to go travel and, and take these opportunities to you know push ActiGel even further into the mining sector, and hopefully that's what we'll be doing, and that's our job. So 
we got a cool story to tell and we got a cool little uh a new cool little segment for the podcast here and we'll keep everybody updated on our trials and tribulations and stories and thoughts and everything that go along with a 14-day quarantine period before we can go up to a gold mine and none of it and actually have a little fun i am i am really looking forward to doing some work up there yeah it'll be good we got how many days five days i think of work that we're going to get done plus you got to travel there you can only get there by airplane you know it is legitimately the arctic circle there are no roads ships can only travel there a couple months out of the year because it's frozen it's gonna be 20 hours of daylight every day you know sun doesn't set until 11 p.m at night and it rises again at like 3 30 in the morning so you know it's gonna be a wild adventure at this gold mine as we put actual into their paste backfill uh Man, this, uh, this is a pretty neat little segment we're doing. I appreciate you uh, putting this together for us, and we'll talk again on quarantine day two. Yep, we'll do that. We'll, we'll put out a, a quick little, you know, let's call them 15, 10, 15 minutes, you know, however long it takes us to uh, to get the hate out. and, and uh, you know, <laughs> This is like talking to somebody. <laughs> a little bit therapeutic. <laughs> yeah, this is a very therapeutic uh, section of the the podcast where Paul and I get to feel normal for a little bit and then we'll go back to our isolation chambers, which it could be worse. But nevertheless, I would like to be outside right now. But yeah, we're, we're always so busy and so active with our jobs that to be like hunkered down somewhere and be told you can't leave your room is kind of weird. So I think I think day one or two, uh, you know, it's been kind of novel, but. Talk to us again on day 12. See what we're thinking. Yeah, talk to us in a week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some more push-ups and sit-ups. I'll talk to you later. Oh, I need to do push-ups and sit-ups. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. All right, y'all. Thanks for being with us, and we'll see you around for another update tomorrow.